This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Shoot, yeah, boy. It's hour four of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Crack them if you got them. We're into the 5 o'clock hour uh, live on Radio Row. And Mike Golick Jr. is going to be on the A number one air hot seat coming up at 5.30. We're 22 minutes away from Gojo. Um, and the expressway is kicking off in 12 minutes. L.A. Live with Lucius Alexander's coming up at 540 here on The Fan. We did not get a chance to get to uh, Woolchuck's Top Ten because we had some esteemed guests, the Thunderbirds, who uh, are doing the flyover from the U.S. Air Force. They were with us. Then Darren Woodson was with us for one of the great Cowboys interviews I feel like we've ever done. Just the, the interviews, his insights, his football passion and integrity is a second to none. And uh, we salute Woody for joining us. We just had that back there at, uh, at 445 if you want to go back with the Odyssey app or however you listen if you want to get some, some Woody in there. Oh, you got to get some Woody in there. This guy, that, was, that was fantastic. No, yeah. I'm serious. No, he that, really that, was, is. that was just football gold. We could sit here for days and listen to him tell stories. He's and the, the best. The what kind of flower follow-up chief? That might have been the line of the week. Oh, Quincy Carter. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Parcells is throwing flower to, to Quincy Carter. Quincy's like, more. Flowers. I don't know, man. I don't know why everybody's got a bad rap on this Parcells guy. He's pretty nice to me. Here's Wolchuk, the Wooly Bully with his top ten. Thank you very much. Our buddy uh, Cartnark is actually walking walking by. walking by right now. Our good Cartnark guys. Uh, as he was on with us just you know, probably a few weeks ago. Darren Woodson is the man, the myth, and the legend. We did have some uh, news uh, regarding the Cowboys coaching staff. Defensive line coach, Aiden Dirty. He has been speaking with the Seattle Seahawks about their defensive coordinator role, according to Jeremy Fowler. He's also up for the Cowboys defensive coordinator position. He has completed his email or interview there. How would we feel about that one? All of a sudden, Dirty gets the gig. We feeling good about that? I mean, highly respected by highly respected by those guys. Yeah, he's a good young up and coming coach. I mean, clearly you have another team that's also interested in him. So just because he's not a household name, I mean, I'd be willing to take a swing and a, a shot just there. Do that British cool. accent talking to you? Yeah, I no, I, d- I haven't yeah. heard anybody say like or even suggest the idea that they would be happy with that. So I was curious how you guys would feel. Yeah, his name's been out more. there, and n- not a single syllable has been uttered for anyone championing. We want Aiden Dirty. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I, I've been out there for Al Harris, but I mean, Dirty is a guy that a lot of people like as well. So maybe he's uh, if if he doesn't get the gig here, maybe Seattle's a place where he could land. Commanders put in a request to interview Cowboys tight ends coach Lundo Wells for their offensive line coach position. Here we go. Under Dan Quinn. But Cowboys blocked the request. So Lundo Wells will not be going anywhere. There you go. Good. Good, man. You can't just let everybody do their thing. All of a sudden, it's making Dan Quinn's feeling more and more like the enemy. I mean, he is now. He's a commander. <laughs> but it's all like, okay, hey, you deserve to there, call Dan Quinn, nice guy. Don't be stealing all my dudes here. There are people that believe that Linda Wells is a better line coach than he is a tight ends coach. Wow. 
talented yep. guy. Yep. Yeah, yeah but he's be, not as good as Solari though. I'm, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping Solari. DQ taps uh, like J. Ron Curse and Tyler Biotish. Go ahead and take those guys. Yeah, those two. <laughs> yeah, and, and look, yeah. It, it, it is interesting. Like, which guys are more likely to go with Dan Quinn? Like, I could see J. Ron Curse. Uh, I, I could see Fowler going there sure. with him as well. Maybe Tyler Biotich is another candidate. But some of these Cowboy free agents, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, we end up playing them twice a year next year in Washington. And then finally, before we get to our top ten on National Fettuccine Alfredo Day, what? which will be the top ten Italian dishes in America, what's your favorite Italian dish? Former Alabama head coach Nick Saban is going to join ESPN. He will primarily work as an analyst on the set of College Game Day, but will also appear on NFL Draft and SEC Media Day's coverage. So we're going to get some Nick Saban uh, on ESPN coming up this fall, really starting this spring, I suppose, with the NFL Draft. That's going to be exciting to hear Nick Saban and his thoughts and breakdowns of the game. Oh, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, we are coming up in a major way here when it comes to our, the quality of our broadcasters or the star power of our broadcasters. I really wanted to ask Chris Myers about Tony Romo earlier. That was a good interview as well, but we, we went way overboard with him as well. But yeah, we're, we're getting so much more because of the money available. It used to be like, why would I want to go broadcasting for a couple hundred K a year, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm coming out of the NFL making millions. Now they're willing to give you the bag, yeah. maybe even more than players are making. It's, it's incredible, the opportunities. It really is. Uh, and so let's slide into the top ten. By the way, we did have... One of our guests dropped Brett Favre, like about three. I think it was Sean Alexander. Sean about, Alexander about did. About three yep. different times. Sure the text did. line blew it up. So uh, in honor of that, and if you're new to the program, of course, Brett Favre has a famous NFL Films moment where he is giving his Keith Jackson uh, impersonation, and it goes a little bit like, Mama gave me the plop checks, and Mama take away five of them plop checks. I want to stay hungry for the Crimson Tide. Okay, I think moving forward, we just need to be breaking into that, okay? So next time yeah. next time somebody name drops Favre, as soon as they finish whatever they're talking about, yeah. the next thing that gets up without explaining anything and then yes. we just pick up the interview and move on and they're going to be a little bit deer in the headlights but that's okay so once I, they're done with the answer yes yes okay. yeah yeah you know I, step I, I feel rude like, no no i'd in go there. no i'd go into the answer Let, uh, they, i just honestly immediately do it just I, immediately like, what do the it? hell dude i want to see their reaction when you just do it <laughs> Next right you know i really get slapped in the face here okay it's not even the usc ufc woman I, i'll put a bet payoff on you if you don't do it Wolchuk. A bet payoff that, on me. That's what I'm proposing, oh. and I think Brian and Eric would vote <laughs> with me. You guys can go bleep yourselves. Unanimous. I'll be the I'll be the judge of that. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the top ten here on National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. The best oh. Italian dishes in America. So these, of course, are, are more Italian American foods. But your number one Italian dish. I mean, is the Fettuccine Alfredo in the conversation? For wow. You? Yeah, it dude. is. Yeah. It's top five. Uh, does anybody not like fettuccine Alfredo? It's always like, delectable. You can't Absolutely go wrong delectable. with it. If, if you're doing like a huge Italian feast and you got a bunch of people coming over and you just lay out a bunch of fettuccine Alfredo with all the delicious grilled chicken inside of it, okay, no, no one's going to be upset. Okay. No one's going to be upset. Now you're adding to it. You're saying chicken, chicken Alfredo. I'm not just here to, for the noodles. Oh, you got to put some you? protein what in What is here? he watchdogging the fettuccine over here? I'm just saying the part Jesus, with, if you Brian. do it right with the noodles and the cheese and the sauce and all that stuff without the cheese, it's just as good of a meal. About had it enough of this guy. That's a side dish. Speaking of cheese, I would say lasagna or in my house, lasagna. Lasagna? Yeah. Lasagna is pretty special. It's pretty special. You know, you get that cheese going in there. Is that the the ricotta in the middle? Yes. Oh. Yeah. There's so much you can do with lasagna. Cream cheese. So delicious. Cream cheese. (laughs) It's very thick and creamy. Uh, Number 10 is cannoli. Cannoli is number 10. dessert, right? Yeah. Heck yeah, it is. And it's a great dessert. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. It's okay. absolutely delectable. I do want to get Lucius's input on here. Lucius, where is your uh, fettuccine Alfredo yo, yo, fandom yo, yo, in terms yo. of the Italian foods? Uh, fettuccine Alfredo is fire. Usually all the basic girls can cook it for you the first time around. 
uh, that and maybe two more meals they got for you. But I, I do appreciate it. Sauce. Every yeah. girl's got that in her wheelhouse, man. Yeah. We can heat the Alfredo sauce and I can cook the pasta. We're good to go. Yeah, now, I, I know what you're telling. Oh, but uh, does does Texas toast deserve a spot in the top ten or, or garlic bread? Yes, we will. Uh, yes. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that it, it would be garlic bread. Garlic bread will get listed here in the top ten. And as it should. Number nine, actually, we stay on the dessert train, uh, the tiramisu, as Gavin Dawson would say it, which might be the Italian way to do it, or tiramisu, as I think we call it here in the great state of Texas. Tiramisu. Number eight, and I know you're a big fan of this, Brian, and I did try it at the uh, Italian restaurant that I had my first date with with my now wife, Mm. is risotto. There you go. Slice it up with some steak on top of it. Makes it a great meal. And that's exactly what I did at, mm. uh, I think it was Taverna, right down the street from, from where we work. And you were that's, like, man, I went there. This is what you need to I get. Told I told you, the that's, exact a, order. that's an off-the-menu thing that they have there, adding the steak to it. You it was, did a, great it was job. a marriage-worthy order there, Brian. Yeah. Look at you just putting people together. Appreciate that. Number seven is minestrone soup. You guys, I, I haven't had that. Hearty yeah. vegetable soup that's a staple of Italian cuisine. It's a healthy and delicious soup that is perfect for any occasion. It actually, I have gotten it at Olive Garden before. Is that the thing with the tiny meatballs in it, though? Some people do put tiny meatballs in But they call that there. wedding soup, That's right? wedding soup. Okay. Minestrone is, is traditionally just vegetables. Vegetables, That yeah. seems authentic and tradition. It is. Uh, Good for soup season. Yeah, But it's I know great. we're not a big vegetable show. You know, like we can, well, we enjoy vegetables, but we're more meat. Just, Dawson yeah. was ready for you to go to the next one after he heard vegetables. Well, and number six is is garlic bread. That's why he was there ready. We go. He, could, he could sniff the garlic bread. Now, are you a two piece, a three piece guy? Are you the rare half piecer? Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm a, as many pieces of damn garlic bread as I, loaf? Can, I can have. Okay. <laughs> just the whole damn like, loaf. Well, you know what? We'll, we'll give a, we'll get two loaves, one for us and then one for the rest of the family. Yeah, yeah the cheesy garlic bread is one that you have to order, I feel like, every time. Now, usually the good Italian restaurants are bringing you out the complimentary uh, the complimentary sort of like Italian rolls or like the flatbread, like the flatbread garlic. That, that one is probably... Probably the the top tier, and then all okay. of a sudden you're you're running it through the the leftover pasta sauce and different things like that. The olive oil. I mean, you can really go hard in the paint with that bread. Yeah, Mike Lombardi walking by. Hey, Dude, that's the guy. Hey, hey, guy. Hey, sit down, sit down, because we got to talk Italian Lombardi, food with we're you right now. Yeah, Lombardi, yeah, sit down, just sit down, Mike. Quick. Yeah, Mike, Mike Alfredo Day. We're not going to keep you long. Maybe just three or four minutes. Mike, here. you got to you got to do this. Sit sit down. So yeah. it's it's National Fettuccine Alfredo Day. So we're doing the top 10 Italian foods. Now, this is an Americanized list here. So it's not always like your traditional, we're going to Italy and we're getting the delicious foods there. We're getting into uh, the top five now. They've got chicken parmesan at number five. They don't serve chicken parm in Italy. That, that's why this is an Americanized list. No. I mean, you, you can't have something that's Italian that they don't serve over there. They so you can't get chicken. So what is it, just the chicken cutlets? They don't have anything they have similar? chicken cutlets, but okay. they're, not put, they're not putting all sorts of sauce on it and cheese. This is good. We're going to get Lombardi to crap all over this list. I'm very excited <laughs> about this. Number four is the fettuccine Alfredo. That's a signature dish over there. It's, it's made differently than it is here in this country. Okay. Is. is that without the chicken, Michael? Yeah, but not, there's not putting no chicken in there. So we're not putting any meats <laughs> whatsoever. Like, are you putting pineapple on your pizza? Jesus Christ. What are we doing in Dallas? <laughs> we're, we're in the South. Okay, so <laughs> are, you, are, you pair, are you pairing that with a cutlet, or are you just going to pure pasta? We don't need any meat tonight. No, we definitely – you always have a meat Okay. pasta. Okay, that's good. always the case. I mean, okay. there's no – no. I'm a fat guy. We have meat. Well, we're doing meat. <laughs> All right, number three is lasagna. They don't serve lasagna in Italy, and I'll tell you that too, for a fact. They only serve it around Christmas. When I was in Florence – my wife turned 50. I wanted to go over and, and, and sing Springsteen songs with the other Italians. So I went to Fl- So he was playing in Florence, and we wrapped it around her birthday. I called it her birthday present, but it was really my present. <laughs> and so when I saw Springsteen, I found three restaurants in every town we lived visited 
One town was in Pernietta. We were there for seven days, right outside of Florence. Another town was in, in Siena. We were there for three days. And I got every one of those restaurant owners to make lasagna okay. for me. Okay. They made it for me. But it only. But I had to, I had to order it, and I had to come back later. Oh. Because they, they don't have it. They don't make it just naturally. Sure. Right? But so, yeah, I, it's, an Ameri- it's more of an American dish. It's their Christmas dish, really. Okay. But it's done with a bechamel sauce, which is... It's not like heavily cheese like ours. It's a roux. Okay, right. so they're not really using the, the ricotta. Oh, oh, look at you. Look at Buckethead saving. Buckethead saving your big ass. Okay, number two <laughs> is spaghetti and meatballs. Okay, I mean that's all right. One, I mean, they're not as big meatball people over there as we are. They're one, just, one meatball, Michael. One, one wow. big one or multiple littles. Have you ever had Rayo's meatballs? No. They're the best meatballs you could ever have. But you got to have the Rayo's and Harlem meatballs. They're the best meatballs oh. you could ever have in your life. Okay. The Rayo's recipe for meatballs are really good too. They they do it with hot water in it. They got a lot. It's milk with the bread. It's it's really good. But I would say the spaghetti and meat over there they don't really have. They have they have their Sunday their Sunday dinners that has all sorts of meats in it. But none of them are meatballs. Okay. Right. So they the all, gravy, right? That you take the, well, all we the call meat. It gravy in Jersey, they call it sauce over. They they call it. They gravy. call it sauce. Right. Okay. But it has all sorts of different meats in it. But none of them are meatballs. And then number one is pizza. Well, I mean, thin, not not that crap, the thick crust. I mean, the thin crust. Right? Yes, yes. Yeah, I can get that. That's, but that's really like a, an appetizer. Okay. So that's not going to be a main. We're going to start with that, and then we'll move on. I mean, like, so, you've got to have, like, certain, like, they have certain, like, in Rome, they have the pepper and the pepper pasta, right? Uh-huh. That's one yeah. of the signature dishes in Rome. you got to make that correctly, right? And then you got to make the, the, the fettuccine correctly, and then there's all sorts of other sorts of dishes that they kind of put in. And we've Americanized them from the Depression. All the Italians that move over here, they did. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But they moved <laughs> over here, and that's how kind of what, what they did. Okay, so I thought no, we were going to talk about the Cowboys. Well, we, we could. We, we, we always could talk about the Cowboys. But we want to talk food with you. What is your number one Italian food? For me, I love lasagna. Uh, I love lasagna. I'm a huge lasagna fan. That's why I made a more order it over there all okay. the time. There's a dish that they make in Naples that is filled with onions it's it's they start with the great they start with all the meat sauces and and then they have these italian onions that are just incredible and the uh, and the sauce it gets cooked for three or four days i watch a lot of youtube italian channels yeah. just the cooking channels on youtube they're fascinating yeah. it's italia sequestra it's called you can get them on youtube you can find anything out on youtube you can find out who killed kennedy on youtube but anyway <laughs> i watch all that and this dish is over it's a naples staple and they all, all these regions have their own dishes. That would be my favorite. Well, what I can't find on YouTube is who's going to be the next defensive coordinator. You gave us the Wink Martindale nugget earlier with Sean and RJ. Any scuttlebutt going around here that you've heard? I think Martindale's going to go. He's interviewing for a college job right now. Um, I, I, I really don't. I mean, I think it's really hard, okay? If you're, if you're Mike McCarthy and you hire, I said this to Bucket, if you hire a guy and you bring him in and you give him a two-year contract, and Mike's on one year. How do you look at that guy and say, "Wait a minute, wait a minute"? Mike says to Jerry, "Wait a minute, you're going to give, you're going to give Rex Ryan a three-year contract, and I'm on a one-year deal. Well, how, what does that mean? How can I do that?" So, that that to me leads me down a road. I'm not sure where they're going to go. Who, uh, since you led us down this road, what's the uh, origin story for calling Broadus Buckethead or Bucket? I don't know where it came from. I think he was standing in the rain trying. I don't know how that all became, but it, it stuck. You we, know, certain things stuck. Like my grandson, I was called Papa for, you know, for three or four. Once he learned how to talk, I became Peaky. I don't know where he got it from, but now I'm Peaky forever. Yeah. He's Bucket forever. You can't change it. No, we call him Bleepole. 
Yeah. <laughs> testosterone and weight loss. Who signed this ball? Maybe we should get on this. We're talking food, and you got this testosterone and weight loss. Well, ball. I mean, look at us. We are, we're definitely not a testosterone and weight loss show. The great Michael Lombardi. We're Thank like you, eight guys. minutes for break. Thanks for sitting down with us. Thank you, Mike. Mike Golick Jr. is set to join us, and we'll talk Cowboys defensive coordinator and so much more when we return. It's the GBAC Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're about to be joined by our favorite football guest. He is here on Radio Row, Mike Golick Jr. Segments brought to you by the Frankels. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Frankel and Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you or a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankels, 214 or 817-333-3333. Go online to truckwreck.com. Here he is on the A number one air hot seat. It's Mike Golick Jr. Thanks for joining us again, sir. Fellas, nice to see you in person, not oh. just on the Zoom call. Hey, yes. Yes. The beard looks great. even better in person, bro. I've been letting it ride. I, I went for an unexpected and unintentional no-shave November. Had to clean up my life a little bit in December there. Had a couple of weddings and events, but now we're back to the animal. All right, we're sort of halfway through the Vegas week. How's the body holding up? Are you staying hydrated, bouncing back properly? So far, so good. I, I've managed to resist the call of the night out here early on in the week, and so I rolled into the day feeling better than anyone should 72 hours into being in Vegas. Yeah, you said you were uh, starting to see some familiar faces. Maybe tonight you won't be able to fight off that. Or t- who's the one person that might be able to drag you out of the hotel. Man, I, I mean, there's a few in there. Nate Tice over at the Athletics, a good buddy of mine. We're around the same age. We both just were, he was at Wisconsin when I was at Notre Dame. He ended up hosting one of my best friends on an official. We've always had this connective tissue, and we don't get to see each other that often. Nate's a, a Vegas local, okay. so I'm counting on him to show me some of the local fare. But, you know, seeing Dominique Foxworth and Mina Kimes and all those guys roll into town right now, Stu Gotts and the Levitard crew. I mean, if Stu Gotts doesn't make you want to get drunk and make questionable decisions, <laughs> I don't really know if you have a pulse. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, no question, dude. He's going to be taking you through the, the dispensaries as well. Oh, Stu Gotts will get you on that gummy train. I can't believe he hasn't lit a cigarette in Radio Row. That feels <laughs> like his destiny. Oh, that's his move. Mike Golick Jr. here with you on the fan. Okay, uh, what's your favorite topic you've heard so far on the radio? Man, so far, I, I think I've enjoyed, well, my favorite topic that we've discussed in the last couple weeks, and it carried over to this week because Chip Kelly was getting interviews, is that all these college coaches are suddenly leaving to the NFL because they're scared of this NIL boogeyman, and this is the source of all the bad things that are happening. That's been the one that's ticked me off the most. I think this week I've enjoyed kind of what's felt like a refreshing reset on the Brock Purdy conversation. Like everyone all of a sudden stopping to kind of appreciate, like, oh, man, like, 
we did the Mr. Irrelevant thing. We know that's part of the story, but now he's in the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and he got injured in the NFC Championship last year and had surgery and came back and had a prolific passing season, led the NFL in a bunch of passer rating. Maybe we don't have to just sit around and compare him to Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, and maybe we can just say, dude has grossly outplayed his draft status, and they can win because of this guy now, which is an insane thing to say about a guy that's come through his path. How, how dug in should media members be? When you have that opinion about somebody – should we be able to like say you know what we were wrong about this guy? Yeah, I mean oh, I, that's the, that's the problem I have. There's a lot. Of, I, I see so many in the world now in the media just dug in. They're not no matter what. I'm not changing my opinion about this guy. That's what I thought he was all the time. But then all of a sudden the guy has some success. But you still stay dug in on so it. So I think one of the other problems that gets exposed with Brock is we're having a lot of conversations at the same time. Right. We're responding to a lot of different people at the same time because I'm with you. If you're the one that said there's no way they can win with Brock Purdy, you're wrong now. Yeah, We've seen it in the last two playoff right. games in glaring moments and the biggest moments of the game. He's made plays, even after playing poorly, which I'm sure he would admit played poorly in the first three quarters of the Green Bay game, the first quarter of the Lions game, but then he's clicked it on and he's made plays there. At the same time, if the conversation is, hey, should he have been the MVP over someone like Lamar Jackson, I'm going to be a firm no. And so I think if you're having that conversation, you're saying, well, is he as good as Mahomes or Burrow? No, I don't believe that. But, uh, again, those are the spots where if you're someone that just said, yeah, they can't win with this guy, you are flat out wrong, and you should be able to admit that. How good is he? I mean, is it possible if you're not the most toolsy guy, you can still uh, execute in this league? Because for me, what I need to see of him is in a variety of contexts without the loaded roster for a full evaluation. Yeah, and and you know what? It's one of those things that, like, part of that is – I understand it, and especially because we just came off a tenure where we saw Jimmy Garoppolo labeled as this winner, and if he's healthy, that he's on the field, they can win with him. And then we saw him go to Las Vegas, and man, it wasn't great even when he was healthy, and you know, health was always kind of a question for him anyway. And so you were kind of having to beat those allegations. Kyle Shanahan's always been a guy that's felt like the quarterback of that team, but I do think he showed in pivotal moments, and statistically you can back it up. He's better than anything that they ever got from Jimmy Garoppolo. He can do things we saw with his legs. He can make the plays that we ask guys to off script, kind of to that point about, well, can you do it without the roster? Can you do it when the play breaks down? He can do that part. The rest of the stuff with the roster, like, listen – Mahomes, we saw the special. He did have Tyreek Hill and Andy Reid. Joe Burrow, we've seen the special, and I understand he was behind a sieve of an offensive line, but he did have two all-pro wide receivers on the outside. You can go on and on down the list and find help for these guys in certain areas. Brock has certainly bended from a lot of that, but I think a lot of times we assume the quarterbacks can always just bootstrap that. Look at Matthew Stafford and what it took for him to win. That guy went to Detroit as a top overall pick. He couldn't lift them out of the obscurity of that franchise. And he had Calvin Johnson and Golden Tate and all these different guys at his disposal there. So it's never quite that easy, even though I fall victim to the same thing time and time again, too. We probably give Mahomes just slightly too much credit for this because his roster is really good. Uh, you know what? Mahomes is one of those guys where I still don't know if we ever give him enough credit. <laughs> okay. Like, just because, and to your point here, we're allowed to say quarterbacks need help in order to succeed. We're also allowed to be really impressed that the Chiefs have been able to completely rework the identity of their team around the pivot point that is Patrick Mahomes. Like, you can't let Tyreek Hill walk unless you have Patrick Mahomes. You can't go all in on this style of offense where now it's, hey, we tried the receivers out and only one of them works. And only one of them besides Travis Kelsey works and Rasheed Rice. And so we're going to tighten this thing down. We're going to run more. But then with 219 left in the game on third down, we're going to let Mahomes air it out to a receiver that struggled all year because we still trust that guy in those moments. And so I still think he's a guy. He deserves every bit of praise and then some that he gets because they've been able to do this, already make a massive change in their identity because of him.
him. Got Gojo with us here in the G-Bag Nation. Gavin brought up uh, the headlines. The Mike Vrabel storyline, wow. where he's not hired, and Diana Rossini reporting a GM saying the uh, you know physically imposing and timid. I mean, what the That's hell? That's so cool. <laughs> if someone told you you were too physically imposing <laughs> to do the job, you were too terrifying. I would be walking around ten foot tall and bulletproof the next day, kicking doors in left and right. You wouldn't be able to tell me a damn thing. And I, 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 I know Diana well enough and love Diana enough. And listen, she knows Mike Rabel well enough to know that this is something that it sounds wild when you say it, but really I think it's more about the implication of, hey, what we talked about with Bill Belichick, why he didn't get hired in this cycle. People are worried, hey, maybe you don't play as well with others. Maybe you want a little bit too much control. Does his style still work in today's NFL? I think with Mike Vrabel, it's some of those same things where, hey, in this world where it's supposed to be all collaborative and anybody's supposed to be arm in arm and moving in the same direction, he's a guy that is a big, gruff guy, and maybe for some people they can't handle that kind of presence to me that's more of a them problem than it is a mike vrabel problem Mm -hmm. but i i i I don't know it's a funny headline i think we should still all run with it because it's objectively hilarious it is hilarious he intimidated the hell out of stugats when we were in tahoe my dad and him played in the same tournament group at the uh, american century classic in tahoe and he's bombing them off the tee stugats is on the bag for my dad and stugats (laughs) like he absolutely intimidated me out there he was incredible (laughs) have you figured out which player which nfl player got bit by the coyote you know, the soy, the soy, as, as Bobby Boucher once said, the switch continues. Uh, I would kill to find out the answer to that because that also means someone was going out to test one of those coyotes. I know. Because, I mean, they're not around the strip here. I haven't seen a coyote. I don't know if you no. guys have. No, no, no. Supposedly at the, uh, at the L- Las Vegas Lake. Uh, Lake Las Vegas. So if we were to power rank the players most likely to go in search of a fight with a coyote, it's George Kittle and then a massive yeah. gap between everyone else. No right? question about it. In terms of trying I to go toe-to-toe, so. you know, like Broadus was was suggesting maybe, hey, you're out there, you're boozing, you're hanging out, you're taking the outdoor leak, yeah. and then all of a sudden here comes the coyote, think, you yeah. stepped into their territory. Yeah. You know, but I, I, we were kind of maybe running with Kadarius Tony. You know, I could see him <laughs> slipping into just a, a, a very stupid I'll show thing. you how not injured I am. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. I'm going to tussle with a coyote. I'm waiting for an injury report. I need to see somebody questionable with a coyote bite. But yeah, questionable bite Ra- marks. Rabies. Yeah, rabies. <laughs> <laughs> he foaming Not at the COVID mouth? rabies. <laughs> God, he is ready for this game. He is foaming at the mouth. <laughs> what are these for? Intimidation. Intimidation. Cowboys searching for a defensive coordinator. Rivera, Zimmer. Uh, where would you be looking to go if you're in charge of hiring a D.C. right now? So I, I've heard, and, and David Hellman, good friend, obviously someone for Cowboys fans familiar with, covered the team very well for a long time and, and pointed out that a veteran name like that, even if maybe looking for an up-and-comer might be better, is much more in line with what Jerry Jones is used to. The Mike Zimmer one is really interesting to me, and I saw some quotes the other day from Harrison Smith, yeah. former teammate of mine at yeah. Notre Dame, Viking safety who played for Zim for a long time, talking about the way he challenged him and the standard he set in that room. And I think what you saw for young players, especially on that defense, what Micah Parsons has become, he lauded Dan Quinn yeah. for that leadership of the way he challenged him, the way he approached him. And I think for, for Micah, a guy that's obviously going to be the fixture of this defense for a long time, that would be an interesting voice. Obviously, Mike had his flaws as a head coach, Mike Zimmer, but as a defensive coordinator, to have a guy who is that standard-oriented, detail-oriented with a group it's got some things they need to clean up in the run game, but a bunch of great weapons would be a pretty enticing combination. Mike Golick Jr., man, whenever we're done with these conversations, you know, we send it to break and you get off the Zoom call and stuff, and we, we just talk about how the words, the takes come so easy to you, you know? And you must, you, do you feel like you have life by the balls right now, working with dad, living in Malibu, <laughs> just, killing it, man. just freaking dominating? Uh, you know what? I, I am very fortunate. Uh, I, I appreciate you guys gassing me up because when I go back over there and work with dad, he's there to knock me down and beg every chance <laughs> he gets that. because 
you need that, which I in turn do for him because he did the whole gray hair, beard, zaddy glow up. I got all my friends in sports media <laughs> thirsting after my 61-year-old nice. dad. So Gilf. I'm there to... I've heard it far too often. Sorry. So I'm there to cut his knees out from under him every once in a while. But, no, it's been good, man. Being a West Coast guy for a little bit has been a fun change of pace. I did a lot of time in Central Connecticut. I loved ESPN. I love Connecticut. But, man, I love the beach even more. I bet. Thank you so much. Enjoy the week. And uh, and give him hell. We'll be pulling for you. Absolutely. Appreciate it, guys. There he goes. Mike Golick, Jr. here with you on your home of the Cowboys. 105.3 The Fan. It is time now to go back into that Pimp Cup. Lucius Alexander and L.A. Live. Yes, yes. Cheers, buddy. Yes, yes, yes. Rock. Uh, to the Tolos, they hit me up. My favorite American Italian dishes are turkey tetrazzini Ooh. and penne rustica. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Hey, I knew you loved the turkey tetrazzini. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into this right after the great Rick James. All right, you right, squares. Why do you think your anger kind of explodes sometimes? <laughs> when I get stressed out, I like to spit it around, and I like the people that cause it to suffer a little bit along with me. Okay? I see a lot of stupidity in my operation. And every now and then, I have to let them know about it. I got a difference. So what? Kiss my I don't give a They want to act like idiots, and then I will tell them. All right? Okay, so you call that a temporary explosion? I call it, let's, let's share the stress, you know? Maybe I'm going to have a stroke or something. I think that covers that. <laughs> it's butt naked Wednesdays. Yes, it is for LA Live, February 7th. 2024. It is a butt naked Wednesday here, folks. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with us, and we appreciate that. Shout out to Miss Badu. I too was born underwater with three dollars and six dimes. <laughs> Peace to the gods out here. Uh, LA Live is sponsored by Kissable Dental and their no bill guarantee. Book online at kissabledental.com. Your kissable journey begins today. Hey, did y'all see that man that climbed up to the top of the Vegas Spear? No. No. Wow. Yeah, somebody climbed on up there to the top of the Vegas Spear. He's in custody now. Mm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's wild. Must have been very talented because you got to start going upside down and, 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 mm. and back. Wow. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Photos are pretty awesome. Him on those LED lights. Did Dude, you, you, a- were, you were right when you told us about that. Every yeah. time I drive by that thing, I'm just, like, in awe. It's I think it's the crazy. coolest thing out here. It is. I like Does this guy have a body cam or anything? Do we get pictures of him climbing it? No, no. It's just other videos of other people. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I do like that spear when there's like a little kitten in there and it shows like a kitten trying to get out. <laughs> I like that. Uh, all right. G back in the day, we do it every week down here on the fan at 2.30. If you see anything floating out there, don't be afraid to hit your boy up on social media at Lucky Lucius P. Lucius Alexander on Facebook. I'll go to G Bag Nation on Twitter. You can follow every last one of us. Our winner so far is the Pelicans announcers. <laughs> they were struggling with a uh, Raptors small forwards named Grady Dick. I guess Dick was having a hell of a game. He was. He was big. And they had to bring up. They had to bring up Dick's name a whole lot. A hell of a game. <laughs> My man got a little uncomfortable with it. Grady Dick coming up short. 
Dick stays out there. Nagy all over him. And he got it. Grady Dick's third bucket of the game. Brings it back to 19. Let's just call it Grady. Let's just call it Grady for the rest of the game. He's killing me, you know. <laughs> let's, just, let's just stay with Grady. Good job by Nagy as the three goes. For Grady. For Grady. Grady knocks down the three-point shot. Dick gets it. And it went under it. Gets it. Dick out on the perimeter. He'll take the mid-range this time. That's a nice shot by Grady Richard. That's a nice shot by Grady Richard. <laughs> Not that time for Dick. Grady Richard. That's 31 assists on three turnovers. Dick couldn't finish. So Dice got one. Jordan just got one. And, and Richard got one. Grady Richard got one. Dick, Excuse me, three. Dick Grady Richard got three. Dick filled it up again. Dick filled it up Jeez. again. Dick filling it up. Wow. It just seems like an HR violation. Everything just the play-by-play play man was doing. He was enjoying himself, old Joel. Joel oh. Myers, yeah. yeah. He was he was enjoying himself in there. <laughs> he was. He really was. All right, butt naked Wednesday here in LA Live 105.3. The fan. Oh, Gloria. I got a question for the Tolos. If you follow me on Facebook, you might have seen this. What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? Boys, you got any guesses? Texas A&M. Scientology. A&M. <laughs> hey, you be careful how you talk about Scientology. You're on that West Coast over there. Oh, you're right. Yeah, that girl from uh, Kings of Queens, she's ducking. Ooh. She can't trust anybody. They do not I feel play. I feel they can end your career. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you said Texas A&M. <laughs> yeah. yeah, leaders. Yeah. Put me on the board for the CrossFitters, Lucius. CrossFitters is on the board right after Texas A&M, in fact, on this list. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Aggies, do you know? Yeah. All right, let's see what else we got here. Yankee fans is on the list. They're a cult, Ooh. apparently. People think they're a cult. Uh, people that eat candy corn. Oh, oh that's that, me. That's, that should be on the list. I Absolutely. can confirm there's been no meetings. There is no secret society of candy corn lovers. I'll throw in the peeps, too, on that one. Yeah. Is, is there a secret uh, handshake or something like that? <laughs> no? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's see. What you else? Know, a, maybe some skull and bone stuff. What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? WWE and W... No, WWE and AEW fans. That seems cultish. And I've been indoctrinated in, into it twice. They're real slick with how they get you in. Some cold beers. Some buddies yelling at the TV. The next thing you know, you're kind of in. I, I contend if you watch pro wrestling for three weeks straight, you will be a fan. That's why I stay away from it. Like World of Warcraft, I never wanted to get into that video game because I heard it was too addictive. Uh, Herbalife. Herbalife is a cult out here, yes. apparently. Yes. <laughs> that pyramid sales thing. Yeah, pyramid. Multi-level marketing. Dude, Damn if you just tell you five should. more people, yeah. man, and you yeah. look at my check, and you'd be like, where did this check come from? Look at these checks we got. Like, have you ever cashed that? Why has everybody got the same check around here? <laughs> has, has How many members of the G-Bag Nation have been got by one of those? Have you ever been sucked into one of those? There was one in the mid-90s called Excel Long Distance, and I almost got into it by my buddy's dad. And then I was like, I, I can't see myself like bothering all my friends to try to get him to sign up. What, it was Herbalife. Was that one that got very popular for a little bit? I, ha I got recruited to try and do that. I think I might have tried for a week or so, and I was like, this is silly. I, I can't do this. Yeah, in college I did the uh, – there was an energy drink that uh, I think they got me for about 300 bucks and a couple of weekends of wasted time. Yeah. What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? I asked this to the Tolos that follow me on Facebook, and I got answers like, the Swifties. Oh. Ooh, big time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Shout out to Taylor good. Swift, man. I like how she just. I like Taylor Swift. I know, she's out there having fun. Yeah, she yeah. She fun. really be enjoying herself, man. I mean, she's a little bit awkward with her personality, but she just owns it and keeps going. Yeah. She's living her best life, man. Oh. She's, she's running the world right now. Uh, let's see. What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? Oh, you said Scientology already. Uh, how about this one? Bucky's. Bucky's is a cult. Bucky's. Or as my aunt calls it, Busey's. <laughs> Have you been to Busey's? <laughs> Gary's house? <laughs> they got my two-year-old. I tell you what, whenever we venture uh, you know, out from the core of the city a little bit where you'll find a Bucky, she's, she's eyeballing. She's looking for him. She's scouting it out. And she has a, a mighty fine collection of Bucky's dolls now. What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? It's Butt Naked Wednesday here in LA Live. Uh, the Tolos. Uh oh. <laughs> it's our favorite cult. Uh, let's see what else. iPhone users. Oh, 100%. Cowboys Driving Nation. Crazy. Cowboys Nation. Yeah. Accepted. Yeah, I mean, the Raiders and everything else. Why are everybody picking on the Cowboys when it comes to cult like behavior? We're the low-hanging. The Green right Bay now. Packers, bro, that's cult-like. You're buying that, stock to a thing you can't even own. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, preach. <laughs> what are you talking Got about, Got a piece bro? of paper tells you yeah. I own this team. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Mel Drake fans. No. They're cultish, apparently. Is that big today? What? Drake fans? Drake stuff. Yeah. What happened to him, Lucius? Did something happen to him I today? Think there, was a, there was a leak of his, of his uh, wiener. Oh, but yeah. it was very pro Drake in, in that leakage, I've been told. Yeah, I feel like it was a prosthetic uh, from one of those Tubi movies. <laughs> he actually leaked it himself. <laughs> it was moving around a little too much. The American education system. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Ooh. Yep. Don't yeah, get mad. It's get a bunch of lies and myths. So you can go, wrong, go along with the program. How about this one? Uh, Disney adults. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you see, they're, they're, they're rabid. They're serious about it. They make everything, every everything they do that can have a theme, it's Disney-themed. You know, it's wow. just like, dude, you're, you're a freaking adult, bro. Get Mickey Mouse off your chest. We don't need the balloons here. Settle down. Yeah. I love uh, that Mickey Mouse gear that is actually at Disney World. What a hate. Yeah. Some of the smoothest stuff I've ever seen in my life, especially at Levi's store. My God. It is. Uh, they know what they're doing. They really they do. Absolutely know what they're doing. Yeah, they know how to get you out that money. Every corner is somewhere to buy they something. Do. They know they how do. to get you out of that paper. Yes. Uh, Alcoholics Anonymous is a cult out here, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Alcoholics. Yeah. I'm Met Brian. a friend of Bill W. on the ride over here. Uh, There's always a guy at the bar that's got one of them coins in his hand. Look here, man. <laughs> like, you ain't supposed to be here, dog. <laughs> you call your people, man. <laughs> what is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? Sneakerheads. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah, they'll look at your shoe. Like, oh, this is a little leg, bro. I can look at it and tell. Just by eye Smell it. They smell yeah, it, right? Smell. <laughs> they do. The guy, like, smells it, looks at it. Like, That's fake. This don't smell Japanese, dog. Yeah, this, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, frats and sororities. Oh, yeah. Skew it. See what else Man, we got. They, they're convinced everybody else on campus is missing out. They're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you're not Greek. Oh. That oh. thing costs you a lot of <laughs> money, oh. too. God dang. Uh, what is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? The G-Bag Nation. Oh. Thank <laughs> you. Very culty. We are. Folks on Facebook. Ooh. Stanley Her Cup owners. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yes. It's big right superior. now. Uh, the state of Texas. Yep. How about the uh, 817 calling out the vegans? Oh, yeah, the vegans yeah. for sure. They can't wait to tell you that they're vegan. You don't even have to be talking about food and they bring it up. 
and they can't wait to shame you when they see you putting that bite of steak in your mouth. Ooh, PETA. PETA would be a cult. The Beehive. Ooh, yeah. That's Beyonce's people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're being out-culted by the Swifties now, though. They really are. Uh, the entertainment industry. Prize picks. <laughs> Anime lovers. Uh, one Tolo said, Aldi's. I can't explain it, but it's true. The grocery oh, store. The grocery Aldi's? store. The grocery store. <laughs> Let me tell you what. It, it's awesome. It really, really is. I'm, I'm serious. Brian's a member. I do. I walk in there, and I. it's amazing. They, the, the, things prices? That, the prices are just super low, and you get the quality of food you want. It is, uh, it's but the, you miss on the selection, right? You don't get all no. the items. No, and the thing about it is, like I say, like I, I love to do like the charcuterie boards and stuff. All the meats, all the cheeses, all high-end stuff for like half the cost. You talk about a $200 charcuterie board, I could do that thing for about 60 it's, bucks. It's so funny. My mom called me. She was like out somewhere that she's not used to being, and she had some time to kill, and so she just randomly called me and asked me if I knew if there was an Aldi's out in this yeah. random city. I'm Your like, mom knows what and she's And I'm doing. like, what's, what, what's the deal with the Aldi? And she mm -hmm. said it was the charcuterie. Yeah. She was, I think she, she knows. was Super Bowl preparations she starting knows. early for yep. Mama. Mm -hmm. What is a cult that pretends it's not a cult? Uh, celebrity fan pages. Forex traders. Yeah. Frank Ocean lovers. Shout out to Frank Ocean. Folks on Twitter. Jeep owners. Uh, crypto bros. Flat earthers. Chick-fil-A and Target customers. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Target is elite. I yeah, love Target it. Target is elite. I just need my local Target to get more employees running around. They, they've decided their response to the shoplifting is to save money on employee wages. They got like two people checking you out. There's only two people in the store. It's incredible. They got to do better than that, brother. Yeah. Uh, it's about Naked Wednesday here in L.A. Live. Let's see. The state of Texas is getting rid of distasteful vanity plates. They rejected a whole bunch. About 3,095 3, specialty license plates applications, including those deemed offensive, inappropriate, and just downright bizarre. We've got move, I got to pee, and not <laughs> with it. A lot of different ones. The department Man, I, a, I drive the worst when I got to pee. I'll be right up on you. Oh, man. And if you get out and yell at me, I'll be like, sorry, I really got to go. Just put the hazards on. Get out the way. Yeah. Uh, they're also having the same problem here in Illinois. 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 Let's go to WGN News, Ooh. where the Secretary of State for Illinois gives you some uh, license plates, some vanity license plates that they rejected. The state of Illinois rejected more than 300 personalized license plate requests because of profanity and other reasons. So right now, here's a WGN Morning News exclusive of Secretary of State Alexi Janulius reading a few of the banned license plates aloud. Some of the rejected license plates submitted for approval this year included Eat Butt, Boner, Whoop Ass, D's Nuts, Poopsie, and Iowa sucks. <laughs> Good stuff. I mean, right there. what's the problem with eating pork butt? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Yeah. Uh, when I heard the Broncos were coming out before they dropped, right? I like how they look, but I thought they were going to have like the 90s box style. So I yeah. put my money to the side so I can pick one up. And I wanted a vanity license plate that said the juice is loose. I did. Juice is loose. <laughs> I 100% did. All right, I'm pulling out, girls. Lord willing, the creek don't rise. That's my time. See you tomorrow on Thirsty Thursday. There he goes, Lucius Alexander in L.A. Live every night, 540. That will conclude the Expressway. It's been brought to you by the on-time experts.
Okay, uh, 6 o'clock, Wolchuk, where are you taking us? Yeah, let's go ahead and talk some Super Bowl. I got a little bit of Rangers nuggets for you as well as we continue to party here at Radio Row. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.